Hello and welcome to Look for the Helpers, an ICT SOS podcast. My name is Amber Gonzalez, the Education Coordinator for ICT SOS. When our favorite neighbor, Fred Rogers, was a boy and would see scary things in the news, his mother would say to him, Look for the helpers. You will always see people helping. Today, the helper we are looking to is Detective Heather Human of the Wichita Police Department, who is assigned to the Internet Crimes Against Children Unit. Our Executive Director, Jennifer White, and Detective Human will be discussing what it takes to keep our kids safe from online exploitation. For further information about ICT SOS and how you can help or donate, please visit our website, ictsos.org, and follow us on social media at ICTSOS. You can also find today's show notes, links, and reporting lines on our website, ictsos.org forward slash blog. Hi, Heather. How are you? I am good. Uh, Just stuck in this chaotic uh, life right now, trying to figure things out, but everything is here. Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking just a, a bit before... And we started recording about kids and families and everybody being home and, you know, juggling that with work and school and all that good stuff, which I know a lot of people are doing. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about today with you um, is just kind of what that looks like for families. Um, I am looking at uh, Facebook and I know you posted um, a really great post with some good information that we then shared on our our Facebook page, and then I'll copy and paste that into the show notes as well. But, um, you know, obviously right now, a lot of families are spending more time at home. Kids are out of school, um, a lot more access to technology and probably a lot more unsupervised access to technology. And I just wondered from your position Um, A couple of things. One, kind of what are you seeing as far as reports and things um, for internet crimes? And then what are some of your thoughts on how families can kind of navigate through this? Yeah, so um, obviously with the uh, increase of the kids being brought into, if they weren't already, uh, online. Now we're expecting that the kids are going to go online and, and get their education continued. And so we are seeing more kids and more parents um, having to move into the virtual world uh, of online, you know, navigation. And so um, we were prepared, at least in our office, to see an uptake in and reports because kids do, I mean, they're going to have a lot of downtime. They're going to be introduced to different platforms that maybe they didn't have access to before. And parents, you know, they're still having to figure out and navigate how to do their own jobs if they're still working and able to work outside of the home, but, but also coordinate with their kids about you know, making sure that they are online and they are doing what they're expected to for the education portions um, for schoolwork and stuff. But they can't be there 100% of the time, obviously. And, you know, um, idle hands get into a lot of situations that um, maybe they're they're not prepared to, to deal with. And so, um for example, you know, we get a report from the National Center 
for missing and exploited children who help internet crimes detectives immensely because they're the clearinghouse for every report that comes in about um, sex abuse online, exploitation of children online, human trafficking, things like that. And so um, when they send a report out, um, we usually get it every six days for us to review to kind of see what the trends are, um, what's going on um, out in the digital world. And so just um, from March 29th to April 4th, we saw um, our numbers almost triple from the week before. Um, the electronic service providers, and for those of you that aren't familiar with, we call them ESPs, um, that's going to be Facebook. Google, Yahoo, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere you go online, um, we refer those to those as ESPs or electronic service providers. And they're mandated to report pretty suspect things, like if they see images of uh, child sex abuse material or what we, we call child pornography a lot of times, um, they're mandated to report those accounts and those users that are on there. And so we always get reports from them. But we also get reports just like, you know, ICTSOS has um, platforms that connect people to helpers. Um, NCMEC also does that. And so they have a hotline and people that are just navigating online, maybe they're out visiting a site that they, you know, is just a website and they see something suspicious or concerning. They can also call in or access NCMEC's site and report um, things that they want investigated. And so um, they also send an individual um, set of numbers for people reporting as well. So last week, the ESPs uh, reported over 941,000 reports of some type of misconduct online involving juveniles, whether that's human trafficking, uh, people sending things to minors, uh, um, directing them to do things, uh, traveling, running away, sex abuse images and, and exploitation. And then the, the public um, sent almost 5,000 reports in last week. So, um, those, Heather, those numbers are for the, the state of Kansas? That is for the entire country. Okay. Um, and so, uh, obviously, Kansas, uh, out of, you know, almost a million reports, obviously, Kansas is going to have quite a few. I was just talking to my boss this morning, and um, he just keeps... <laughs> keeps assigning those reports out because um, obviously, you know, the the rest of the world might kind of be in a, in a holding pattern that our, our jobs don't stop, obviously, you know that. Right. Um, and so he said that he has about 50 that showed up in our inbox this morning that he's going to need to assign to, you know, essentially right now three detectives because we have one that just got promoted and is, is going to be vacating his position. So, you know, that's, that's just a lot. It's an overwhelming number to think that, you know, now we have to kind of navigate and triage, like, who, which, which one of these reports is, like, dire. Um, so uh, all of them are, are very um, concerning to us and very important. But we have a kid that's in a hands-on situation and is in danger. How do we get through these 50 to find that one, you know? 
Right. Um, and I, I think especially right now with everything that's going on in the world, um, medically, people understand, you know, we're talking about flattening the curve. We're talking about not overwhelming the medical system. Um, you know, you use the word triage, kind of looking at cases and deciding, you know, not that every case is not vitally important, but what is the most urgent, right? So, um, I think what people maybe don't realize is that we're, we're looking at the same thing when we're talking about, um, online exploitation cases right now, because just like we've had these, these health numbers jump, um, you know, obviously we've had these numbers jump with these cases as well, which, you know, I don't know that you can necessarily make a direct correlation, but I, I think it's pretty, there's some pretty strong evidence that, you know, these two things are related with, with kids being home. Um, and I, I think we may see some of the same kind of things with domestic violence and child abuse as well. I know those things have been in the media. Um, but can you talk just a little bit about, and I know I asked you to talk about what, what parents can do and we'll come back to that, but just so that people understand, um, you know, when you guys get a case in, what is the the process? How does that work? Um, so our office is unique because we get cases, man, we get cases from all over the all over the place. And so the majority of our cases come from the National Center uh, and their cyber tip reports. And that means that essentially something is happening online. And so um, but I mean, we get cases from our local government here, the Wichita Police Department, Cedric County Sheriff's Office. I mean, they're always getting calls to 911. You know, mom and dad have found some concerning text messages or something. So we get those reports too. And so, but I mean, no matter where they're coming from, um, you know, there's essentially right now three, maybe 3.5 investigators in, in the Internet Crimes Unit. Uh, right now. And so um, we get our cases, we have to review, you know, the, the, the details within the case, whether or not we have a, a social media um, user being reported or an email being reported, um, or just, you know, Joe neighbor from down the street that mom and dad know is talking to their kids. Um, and so we do a lot, a lot of search warrants, um, a lot of subpoenas to different entities online uh, to confirm, you know, who who are we supposed to be looking for, who is be- behaving dangerously out there on, online, because a lot of it is these kids um, today, uh, you know, we have a lot of digital dating kind of stuff. And so um, they talk online they meet online, they exchange things online, whether it's text, photos, videos. And so that's kind of where we get into the, the uh, concerning uh, behaviors. And so a lot of what I do, and Jen, you know this, because I, I go out with you guys sometimes, a lot of it is just about education. Um, we're not trying to take two teenagers that are involved in some kind of relationship online and make it into something that it's not, you know, and now they're labeled as felons or, you know, having to register as offenders or something. It's really about just teaching them about self-respect and about the long-term repercussions of some of their actions. 
uh, taking photos and sending them out and not being able to control where they go and stuff. And so um, it really is just about educating, not just the kids, but also talking to parents and educators about um, how to navigate that, um, what they should be looking for online, how to keep their kids safe. And so um, we, we do a lot of that. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't think, you know, we kind of joke. I bring tours through our building. Um, for, for people that don't know, we, we share an office building. You guys are upstairs. We're downstairs. Um, and we always kind of joke that you guys are, you know, hidden away in the corner. And I think it was probably you that said, because people don't want to know about the things that you guys do. Um, and so I love when I get an opportunity to share with the public um, about this resource that we have in Wichita, because it is one of those things that most people don't know exists and hopefully never, ever have to use your services. Um, but it's, it's you know, vitally important to, to keeping our kids safe. And so um, I love when I get the opportunity to kind of brag on you guys and, and what you do. So. Um, I know that one of the questions that I get asked a lot, um, and I think you've seen this, um, like you said, you, you go out with us to schools and presentations and things like that quite a bit. Um, inevitably, somebody will ask, you know, well, what apps do I need to make sure my kid is not on or what? you know, program can I put on my computer to, you know, know what my kids are doing. And I love um, Sergeant Swanson, your boss always has a really great answer to that question. Um, he gets all fired up and tells people, you know, sit down and have dinner with your kids at the dinner table and have that connection. Um, so just to kind of touch on that question, because we get it so often, you know, do you see um, one certain app or platform over others what does that look like um I will so you've heard me say a hundred times probably that uh when I'm talking to whether it's kids or parents or you know other members in the community is that I'm not going to tell you that the internet is bad it's it's fabulous um it's fabulous as long as we are maintaining a level of safety for ourselves and we're behaving appropriately, um, which comes along with educating yourself um, about those dangers. And so when, when someone asks me, like, what apps are bad, what apps are good, I'm like, you know, nobody creates an app in, intending for it to be, a, a, you know, just a pool of child predators. Um, but um, anything that is created for kids to communicate or essentially uh, was created for fun, um, it is, you know, it, it has the capabilities, depending on um, the application's capabilities, of being misused and mistreated by someone with, with uh, malicious intent. And so my answer is, is that I don't think there is anywhere, anywhere online. Um, that I have known about or um, used myself that has not had a report come across my desk for some kind of malicious, you know, um, intent by a user. And so that is why it is so important to, um, as a parent, sit down and talk to your kids and decide together about what your digital 
um, world is going to consist of and what's appropriate for that age, the maturity of your child, um, and, you know, what, what capabilities you're looking for in, in an application. There is no place, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, everybody thinks it goes away, but I swear it does not. I see plenty of naked photos of people on Snapchat all the time that are sent to me by Snapchat. Um, so nothing is 100% foolproof. That's what I will say. It is all about creating a safe environment, um, setting privacy settings up within those applications, knowing what those applications capabilities are, talking to your kids about what you're going to encounter or what they could encounter and how to deal with those things. Because if we're not our kids, you know, education and safe place to go to when something bad happens to them um, or uncomfortable happens to them, then who are they going to turn to? They're going to turn to their friend who doesn't know any more than they do about what just happened you know, and how to fix it. And so um, I am a huge advocate. Uh, my kids all the time, they know no, no devices at the table for dinner. We sit down every night and have a dinner. We talk about our day. We talk about, you know, what's the best part of your day? What's the worst part of your day? Anybody got any beef? Let's get it out, you know? Um, and so, um, but no devices at the table, no devices in bedrooms, no devices in bathrooms. <laughs> it's just, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of communication is the key. Right. Well, and I think we could probably talk all day about this. I know you and I have both presented together and there's never enough time. And so um, I think what we'll do is um, we'll post the, the link to this podcast. We'll post the show notes um, on the blog page at ictsos.org. And if people have questions or, um, you know, particular things that they'd like for us to address in future episodes, we can definitely do that and kind of come back um, and hit on some other points. But one of the things that I did want to touch on um, before we kind of wrap up is if somebody knows <clears throat> that there's something going on uh, with a kiddo, um, you know, or they've, they've seen a message on their kid's phone or things like that, what is the best way for them to report that? Um, well, there, there's a ton of ways for people to report. And that is the great thing about our community is that we have an excellent, excellent um, investigation units here. Uh, in regards to these criminal acts uh, and this activity, we have resources like yourself, ICTSOS. You guys have a plethora of connections to everybody who's ever <laughs> been in the helping uh, game. Um, and then they also have online stuff. So obviously, if you see your, your kids online or, or they have information, you can absolutely, a lot of the applications that they're using have uh, a resource and a, you know, a, an assist button uh, within those applications or websites. So they could start with that. And that might, you know, oftentimes get the, the application or the social media platform to review um, the concerning account and kind of, you know, verify what's being reported to them before they go shutting everybody down for like a miscommunication or a misunderstanding or something. And so um, that's an option. Obviously, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, they have a cyber tip line. Um, you can either call, uh, you can do it anonymously, um, just like 
you know, with the Department of Children and Family Services, you can do an anonymous report um, and do it online, or you can do it by phone. Um, you can absolutely call the Wichita Police Department or Cedric County um, Sheriff's Office, or, you know, if you live in Goddard, Augusta, and wherever. Um, you can call the police department there. There is always Crime Stoppers. Um, you can report that online. I think they also have anonymous reporting um, online and, and maybe a hotline or a telephone number that's associated with the department locally. Um, and then if you have questions and, and concerns, they can reach out to the Child Advocacy Center. Um, obviously, detectives from the Exploited Missing Children's Unit and the Internet Crimes Unit are housed here with our child advocates our, you know, our therapists and ICTSOS. And so if you can't find an answer or somebody to help you <laughs> down here at the Child Advocacy Center, then do you really need help? <laughs> like, uh, that's just like... <laughs> we have all the, all the superheroes in that one building. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, there's, there's tons of ways. There's no excuse for not reporting something concerning um, because I mean, it might be a little thing today that makes you uncomfortable or you don't want to talk about it, but um, these things, if we don't intervene um, early on and provide that education that the kid's going to need or a parent's going to need, it's going to turn into something that we can't undo for this child that is going to cause them some type of damage later on. Right. And, you know, when we go into middle schools and high schools, that's one of the things that we talk with even the kids about is that, you know, being kind of tying this back specifically to trafficking, we tend to see kids in the schools that are in that um, kind of average age range for trafficking victimization. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that we talk with the kids about is that because they're in that age range, um, they probably are seeing some messages and things online that maybe the adults in their life are not seeing. Um, and one of the things that I love about being able to have those conversations with kids in schools is that they're in a position of power to report those things because they see them, you know, when maybe some of us, um, more seasoned people in the community <laughs> don't see them. So um, yeah, like you said, every platform has a report button. We'll link the um, the resources that you gave for the National Center, the Cyber Tip Line, and, and things like that in the show notes as well. So um, just, Heather, as we kind of wrap up, you know, one of the things, the name of our podcast is Look for the Helpers. And I just, I want to tell you, thank you for always being a helper. Um, I don't think you've ever told me no when I've ever asked you to come and do a presentation or talk to a kid or I've had a parent come to me with something concerning. So thank you for what you do. Um, I don't think people realize what a difficult job it is that you have and the things that you see and the things that you deal with. So I hope you know that we appreciate you. And as we kind of wrap up, if there's maybe kind of one little tidbit that you would want to leave parents with as they're kind of navigating um, these next weeks or months with, with kids at home, um, you know, is there something that, that you want to share as we wrap up? Um, I think just be vigilant. Um, it's, it's not a question of are you um, overstepping a boundary? Um, and invading your kids' privacy. 
Um, obviously, privacy is something that, at least from my perspective as both a parent and um, investigator, that's something that, you know, you have to work really hard to earn. And so um, it's not about privacy. It's about keeping our kids safe. And so let's just make sure that we're talking to them. Um, if you don't yourself know um, where your kids are at online, um, then then that's the first that's the first issue. You know, we um, I'll just give a really quick example that I use of um, you know we would never just like our kid turns 14, 15, 16, we would never just get up one morning and hand them the keys to our car and say, have a nice time. Like, here you go. Um, you know, we spend years and months, um, you know, put your seatbelt on. Okay, come to, okay, I'm stopping at this stop sign. That's what that means. You know, we talk to them as we drive. Um, even before they're ready to drive, we make them go to classes, we make them do driver's ed hours, we make them do a learner's permit and then a permanent driver's license. We prepare them and we talk to them about what if you get a flat, this is what you do. What if someone, you know, you get into an accident, this is what we expect of you. Um, but then we hand our kids these computers, um, i.e. cell phones, um, and we set them loose with no guidance and no assistance. So um, just set them up for success. Um, talk to them, talk to them about where they're going, talk to them about who they're talking to online, what um, information is good for them to share and what's good for them to keep private. Um, your expectations as a parent, they need to know about those so that there are no surprises. Um, but uh, keep a list of their emails, their logins to all of their apps, um, all of their passwords, you know, God forbid your kiddo come up missing uh, on a weekend at 1 a.m. and you have no idea where they're at. I guarantee one of their platforms that they're using does. And if you don't have access to that, then we're way behind where we should be in keeping your kids safe and recovering them uh, before something bad happens to them. So um, just communication um, is, is really the key to me not seeing your kids face on any of my reports in here which is definitely we love you but we don't want <laughs> we don't want to have to see you <laughs> yes yeah that's yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for your time today heather and um, i'm sure that we will have you on in future episodes as well as as we kind of dig into some different topics um stay safe stay at home as much as you can i know you're you're working um you know like you said your job doesn't doesn't stop but um we hope that you guys are are safe and your family is safe and you stay healthy and i cannot wait until this stuff blows over and i can come hug your neck again i miss you yes yes i miss you guys too i appreciate the work that you guys are doing i think this podcast is idea is awesome and um i know that i think i watched a video of you say you know we're gonna do this for a couple of months no i say keep it going you know um between everybody that you know we have enough uh, things that we can cover for decades. So lots of material. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you soon, Heather. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. In our next episode, we will hear from Sierra Fair of the Salvation Army on her efforts to help others during the pandemic. Also, stay tuned for future episodes as we highlight the month of April, Child Abuse Awareness Month. In the meantime, please follow us on social media to find out how you can help. You can also donate through ictsos.org 
or by downloading our app found in Apple or Google Play. Thank you for listening. Wash your hands and stay safe at home.